Welcome back, everybody, to Behind the Mic with David Cotter. Um, it's been a minute. I've been busy. I've been doing other stuff. But I'm glad to be back doing this now. Um, just before I start, these next two episodes that I've uploaded, um, the sound quality is bad. I'm, I'm very stupid. I never realized that there's a distance. You should be back from the, the microphone. I've been doing this nearly a year now with a small break in between. But... I never realized that there was a distance that you're supposed to keep from the microphone and I was right up against it. So apologies for the sound in the next couple of uh, podcasts. It's hopefully something that I'll uh, have fixed for the, the, I think it'll be the 19th episode. So anyway, this is episode 17. Jason Deary is with me today. Um, Jason was a good friend of mine in university. I haven't seen him much or heard from him since. So it was a bit of a catch up, but Jason is after releasing his first EP, so I wanted to talk to him about his artistic endeavor. Um, the EP is called The Love Handle Collection. You can listen to it on Spotify. I think he has a YouTube channel too, but I'm not too sure about that. And look, guys, I hope you enjoyed. It's good to be back. Without further ado, here we go. Very good to see you, Jason Deary, boy. Long time nice to see, see you too, bud. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It has been a while and I actually, do you know what, I was getting a bit nervous here for this because it's been a while since I did this as well, but I'm fucking excited now, you know, it's it's really good fun to be at it because you get to talk to all your fucking friends again and stuff. But, uh, exactly, man. It's like everything, once you get it started, then you get into the groove of it, you know. But even before I started there, I was like running around trying to get stuff ready. I was like, oh, fuck, like... Yeah, but it's it's actually fucking. You probably know yourself with the music and stuff. Now it's actually staying with it and staying consistent is hard, especially when you've um, you've just so much other shit going on. Like you know, it's it's difficult to find the time to do everything. I'm very like that anyway. At the moment, like my focus is just scattered on everything. So I'm kind of, I don't know. I should probably focus a bit more on one thing, but I'm kind of just you know, I suppose I'm trying to do too much. Well, I don't know if that's a bad thing. Like, but you know. Yeah, no, exactly, man. No, you gotta you gotta have other interests and other hobbies too. But how long's it been now since you've done a podcast? I recorded my last one, I think back in February, or maybe I recorded it in January. I might have released it in February. So it's been yeah. Jesus, it's been four or five months. I didn't think it was that long. But at the time I remember just things were I think I was finishing my dissertation for college and i was just like oh this is just a bit too much and at the time i was doing jujitsu as well and i was just like you know i had something every evening but not enough time then to actually do you know any of my college work and to be fair when i stopped doing this like there's about four or five hours of work a week in this you know it, it's one oh, thing. exactly yeah yeah editing it and setting up the calls that's yeah. a lot of work man for sure it is and especially like you know it was it was grand chatting to you or even talking to you there now because we were both quite free so it was handy enough to pick a time but you know if you're kind of trying to get someone on that you don't know that well you know and they're very busy you know it's um it's tough enough because you're kind of going back and forth you might be back and forth for a couple of weeks before you can kind of set any date so it's mm -hmm. time consuming enough like to be fair yeah yeah uh, it's funny, man. Sorry, it feels like I'm interviewing you now, but uh, <laughs> ask away, man. The master's like, the um, dissertation. How, it's like how did in, that um, the so what I did this year was a higher diploma. I applied for um, a place in the environmental economics masters in NUIG last summer, but because I hadn't studied economics before, and that was kind of the main part of the course. Like it's not, it is environmentally focused, but there's like 
not much crossover we, we'll say you know environmental science or art science like i did so but they yeah, kind of wanted yeah. to make sure that i had a good base so what they did was they told me that i had to do the economics diploma and that i'd get a concession fee off the masters as well so i decided to do that i was like you know look fuck it why not um so i did the higher diploma in that this year and i'm probably going to go back and do the the masters now in september even though that's another thing i'm like oh god i'm not sure i have the fucking stamina for this shit anymore <laughs> like, you know yeah. last year was fine i was fresh if if last year was the masters it would have been perfect you know because i would have it done mm. and it was just well you know oh, i'm just like oh the stamina for this shit you know like well like fucking you never know like i don't know about you dave but uh whenever i finished the geology degree well, obviously for me it was like straight into COVID after and it just kind of took the wind out of my sails like I, d- I didn't i didn't find a job then and there which i should have done like at the end of the degree and now i fucking forget everything to be honest man and yeah. I, I i don't know whether i had like i don't know if this is the same for you but i don't know whether i had like a real burning passion uh for us i think it was more just a case of i was doing a degree that i enjoyed rather than something i loved yeah you see that's something that i've kind of tied to it as well you know like i definitely enjoyed what i was doing in college like but translating that into a career is completely different like you know and sure yeah and i'm sure that goes for near like almost every course like there's no way the stuff that you're enjoying doing in college is anyway useful like yeah, <laughs> yeah or yeah. will tie over into what you're doing in 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 work maybe like i presume things like computer science and you know maybe lab work and stuff if you're going working in a lab maybe that does but for us like you know Aaron at rocks you do at a desk looking at rocks <laughs> under microscopes like you know unless you're Unless you're going to go into academia, like, I, I yeah. don't see much of a crossover into the region. No, because all the rocks have been discovered, man. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. looking at them under a microscope, you're, like, you're never going to fucking need that for anything. Unless you're maybe. looking at moon rocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you you obviously didn't, you didn't get a job in anything kind of related to geology afterwards, did you? Uh, nothing related to geology. Um, I've actually, I've been kind of, like, applying for jobs recently, like, doing GIS work. Mm-hmm. Um. So actually, I have an interview coming up in a few weeks, so we'll see how it goes. But even the GIS work, Dave, fucking forget how to do half that as well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, we won't. We won't fuck you over for your interview just yet. If anyone listens to it, oh geez, I'm sure. forgetting all that GIS work already. <laughs> and then you uh, fucking I, ball half them in the interview about how good you are at GIS. I walked uh, I walked into college every day to absolutely wax, which didn't help anything like. Yeah, Jesus Christ, and you aren't the only one there, I'd say, to be honest. Um yeah, but did you do a lot of GIS in college? Um I did a bit, like the same as yourself. It would have been like one one module in third year, one module in fourth year. But mm. like haven't been out of college now for two years, especially like computer based stuff, because it's all commands yeah you forget it fairly sharpish like but it's one of those things i think if i got into the swing of it and i was doing it for a day or two i'd be fine you know you were quite good at that stuff actually i used to be amazed that you actually were so good at the course at times because i was like this fucker turns up for about two hours a week and he's fucking pulling out these grades i was like why can't i be like him it's good and it's bad man it's like uh i've always been like that in life when it comes to academia 
It's like I'll do just enough to get by, but like if I I've never pushed myself to like do really, really good. Do you know what I mean? It was a, a laziness thing to be honest, man. Oh, I'm I'm the exact same. Like <clears throat> I was saying to my my brother was home from um, Scotland recently there. And I was saying to him that, you know, when I was doing my leaving cert, for some reason, I presumed just because he got medicine that I was going to be as smart as him. So, like, I just presumed that I'd get the same points as him in leaving cert without doing yeah, yeah. half as much work. <laughs> like, and I was like, just about 120 points shy of his total afterwards. Like, and I was like, OK, yeah. But that didn't like that didn't actually didn't even hit me properly until about a year and a half ago. You know, mm-hmm. even in. Mm-hmm my undergrad like I kind of still thought I was smart enough to carry myself oh through. you were man for sure which for sure. which I got through like I think I got a 2-2 like you know or yeah I got a 2-2 I got I'm not even gonna say hi 2-2 because it doesn't even matter like but you know it was I still thought for some reason that I'd do better than what I would based on the amount yeah of, like, yeah you know I think I got like 50 <coughs> sorry uh 59.6 or something second in like that and I was like, here, you can all go fuck yourselves. Fuck yourself. Just give me a point four. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going back to like showing up for two hours a week. They're like, now nah, we push over the edge. I don't oh, think he deserves it. That That's definitely true, man. They definitely take that into account. But it's definitely down to work as well. Like, you know, because this year I had like far less distractions. Like, and it, man, it's like chalk and cheese, honestly. When, you, when mm. you're just actually yeah. concentrating on college, it's fucking so easy. And I became yeah. one of them people that like was probably annoying to the other students. I was just like asking questions and you were that mature student that like we all remember in first and second year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. hundred percent because yeah. there were certain modules, you know, when I was interested in them that I would be asking questions. No, Jesus, I tuned out as much as anyone else did. Like, you know, but I was, I still loved asking the questions because I was a bit more interested and had a bit mm-hmm. more of a clear brain. Like I wasn't fucking hung over every. Well, that's it too, man. Like, and that will suck the motivation right out of you, even if you are interested in something. But like, there's, there's nothing wrong with having, with being focused and knowing what you want. Like that's mm. the older you get, you more, you, the more you appreciate that in someone. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say I'm more focused now. I just, I'm just kind of doing things, trying to still figure shit out. You know, that kind of way I'm, because yeah, I don't yeah. even know if I like this. You know, my parents were asking me, dude, did you like your economics degree now? And I was like, I don't know if you can like something if you're being tested on it. Like, I genuinely don't. You know, <laughs> it's, I, 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 I enjoyed some of it. But, you know, like when you're kind of, I can't say that I was overly stressed out. But when you're trying to get a good grade in something and the last you remember it is studying for a test, not actual, you know, during the semester. I'm not yeah. sure if you can really enjoy something when you're under a bit of pressure like that. Like you, you, yeah. you enjoy the reward afterwards of getting a good grade in it, but you don't actually enjoy the work of it. Like, you know, it's more when you dip your toes in that professional ocean or whatever, you kind of know whether you, you have a passion for it or not. That's a fact. Yeah. And that, then nobody knows what they really want to do though. I think we all get very, we just get better at pretending. Do you know the older yeah. we get? Jesus Christ, that's an absolute fact as well. Like that's why that's why uh, myself and yourself are chasing these artistic endeavors. Me trying to make a career in podcasting, mm-hmm. and you there, like, yeah. in, um making indie rock songs or whatever, whatever kind of genre. Sing, sing my sing my wee heart out, Dave. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You know what it was actually? As one of the things that kind of was like, "Fuck it, man! I'm just gonna go for it." Was listening to your first podcast. 
uh, fucking uploaded or whatever oh, it, yeah, it yeah. was called. And I remember some of the stuff you were saying in that. I was like, Do you know what, man, that is that is so true. Because for ages, I would never put any music out because I'd be worried about what other people think about it. But then I thought about it and I was like, why do I even give a shit? Like, yeah. as long as I like it, I'm sure there's somebody else out there that'll that'll like it as well. And if you don't do something, you can't grow. You can't get better. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, no one's no one's perfect at doing anything the first time they do it, not even the second time they do it. So you have to be willing to put yourself out there, get the growing pains out of the way. And the passion, if the passion is there, the rewards will come. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, with these kind of things, you know, realistically they're very low risk activities like you're not losing money by doing them you're not you know you're not you're not losing anything you're not losing friends unless your friends are tickets and they think what you're doing (laughs) is stupid which is maybe maybe that's happened to me and i just haven't noticed or something but um yeah behind your back (laughs) yeah they're probably giving out this fucking bollocks is at it again um but yeah you know like they're low risk and they're potentially high reward not in a monetary sense or anything like that but just in a sense of like you're kind of continually growing when you're doing stuff like this anyway because exactly. you're putting yourself yeah. out there and like to all intents and purposes you actually are putting yourself out there to have someone have a pop-off yet you know mm-hmm. but like yeah. in fairness now anytime that i've ever met anyone now they might think the podcast is shit but they'll always say well don't yet they've never told me it's shit you know but I'm your podcast my, is shit Dave. someone did say to me one day all right that it was unreal and i was like that's a fucking like there's no there's no way it's unreal like i was like it might be okay or you might enjoy listening to it because you know me or you know you might enjoy mm-hmm. listening to me making a dick myself there's no way it's fucking unreal you never you never know man you never know because i know anyway personally myself i'm my own worst critic when it comes to these things and same as yourself Anytime I've met somebody out or whatever, it's a, it's always been positive reactions, which is nice. But anytime you meet somebody in person, anyway, it's always a positive reaction. You know, that's it's, it's true, behind, yeah. as you say, behind your back or comments, little comments. That's where you see the negativity. Yeah, but now it's been it's been really positive, man. But like I was thinking about it. If somebody told me to my face that it was shit, I wouldn't care. So why do I care? Yeah. Do yeah. you know if it's a comment or whatever? yeah and to be honest like that was i was really preparing myself for that as well when i kind of started out i was like okay there's the emotional barriers yeah there's going to be people now that are going to tell you that it's shit and i was so surprised man like i think um i might have mentioned it in one of the other podcasts but i said like i remember when i uploaded my first one i asked my mother i was like oh yeah did you hear it and she was like what was it about like you were just talking about nothing and i was like yeah but i did it like you know i i I uploaded (laughs) one and she was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah, I, but in my mind, like, that was the big step, you know, just getting over that. I was getting it out of the way. That was the hard part. Yeah, even if yeah, I wasn't talking sure, about man. anything, like, you know, it was just, and I suppose it was with yourself, even though you dropped fucking, you dropped an EP, four songs in uh, in quick succession or at the same time, didn't you? Same time, man. And I, to be honest, I haven't even listened to it since it came out, you know, because, um, uh, like by the time I've released those songs, I've already listened to them for like twenty hours, I'd say. So I'm I'm so sick of listening to them at that point. I can enjoy them if someone turns them on or whatever. Really? Um, no. <laughs> I was thinking I, pret- that. I could I could pretend to enjoy them, but like the first few times <laughs> it happened, um, I had to like leave the room and stuff. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, it's like hearing yourself talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, 
it's different when it's your own song too because it's like i might like write a lyric kind of in passing like not thinking about it too much but then when you're looking around a room of people and they're like listening to what you're saying you're like fuck do i really mean that's stupid really mean that? man <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's stupid that's lame bro yeah yeah that is the stupidest lyric i've ever heard yeah my lyrics are fucking stupid anyway you know, it's just random, random yeah. shit that comes into my head. Man, I fucking, I absolutely, there's nothing more, like, I kind of got a bit used to listening to my own voice, you know, I think <clears throat> towards episode 10, but I, like, very rarely would I listen through the whole thing, as long as I know that there's not something massive that I need to edit out, and there was one or two people that I had on that I had to edit a shitload out because there was names of people mentioned and things like that. Okay. But, like you know as long as i think that there's not too much editing to do i won't go fucking near the podcast i'll just upload it because as long as i don't have to listen to it and it's out there i'm happy now i'm probably kind of shooting myself in the foot there and you know that because you kind of have to listen over things and you know kind of learn where you're maybe putting your foot wrong or something like that but from Mm -hmm. my point of view i'm just like no i'm not ready to listen too hard to myself yet yeah yeah Yeah. i asked fiona one day i was like um any it's like oh yeah what did you think of that and she was she was like oh yeah let me just play through it there two seconds there was something that you did that was kind of annoying and i was like she played it in front of me i was like oh turn that fucking shit off like i don't yeah. want to listen to myself <laughs> that's it man but I, as i say it's all growing pains early stages you'll iron that stuff out as you go along yeah for sure and i think i actually like the way you don't edit it too much either because it kind of keeps the natural flow of the conversation too like not all not every conversation is perfect you know what i mean mm. you're always saying shit that you regret or at least i, <laughs> I yeah. Am, really. yeah to be fair i like you know i've often thought that like i might step somewhere like i suppose politic politically insensitive to something which i haven't done yet thank god mm-hmm. so none of the listeners have got to know the real me <laughs> but um no you know that was kind of my, my one fear but then again look i kind of know i'm smart enough to that sort of thing anyway you know i i wouldn't be saying anything brash or you know to be honest i don't even have you know strong political views you know that should upset someone but that was my one fear you know because you can say something here that can just fucking, a joke. yeah yeah you know and the problem with I think nowadays is people don't fucking if they don't agree with you, you're you know, it's like you're fucking no, you know, if they like virtual agree, witch hunting, just like it, it's either you're one hundred percent in the boat or you're the enemy. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Like you can't have a difference of opinion with somebody anymore. And that's it. Like if you have a positive about it. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. And it makes no difference to me, man. I couldn't give I couldn't care less whether somebody thinks the world is a pancake or not, you know, as long as it's like not affecting anyone else, you're free to think what you want. It's a, it's a free word. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true enough too. So, um, what was I going to say? So did I remember actually going to a couple of sessions, um, back in college, like, and you, did you only start playing the guitar back in college or was that fucking spoofing me some night when i was drunk and you knew it <laughs> no it's it's actually true man it's actually true i started i started playing whenever i came to cork um i was just leaving here and obviously i didn't know anyone moving down so my uncle like handed me a guitar and i was like what the f- what am i gonna do with this like he's like just learn to play it so uh, on the weekends i would just kind of you know buy a bag of weed or whatever and just sit there just at a day's strumming, yeah, yeah. just all day, 
just you know? not knowing what you're doing. Jesus, you must have got like, did you get you didn't get lessons? Did you watch YouTube or something? Um, I didn't I didn't get lessons and I didn't really watch YouTube either, man. I would just kind of mess around and like I, I would look up obviously the charts of like the basic cards or whatever, and then I would just start like doing weird stuff with them, like moving them up, moving them down, and sounded crap for about three years but then after a while you know you, your ears start finding their way and you start figuring stuff out so i've actually probably learned about five songs since i started playing guitar everything else is just i just jam you yeah, know yeah that's fucking i tell you what <clears throat> i'd love to be as good as you at messing if that's what if that's if that's how good you can get at messing at something i'm telling you i wouldn't mind being that good at messing because a fart around for six or seven years man you'll you'll get there eventually jesus christ i used to go to lessons for about fucking six or seven years and i could just about do a bar card um then again the application just wasn't there for that either that was another that's it man it was going to come to me um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing a down, but in all honesty, like I would when I say mess and I would sit there and like figure stuff out for like you know three, four hours. Yeah. And you have to do that. And like now what's been really helpful too, because I'm recording in the house, I'm always playing with a beat. I'm always playing with a metronome. So that that's like brought my playing that little bit further. I would say even in the last six months, mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot better. And there's always something to learn, man. That's the beautiful thing about music. Anything creative really is you know, you're always a student. Yeah. Were you, you know, when you were fucking messing around in your room, like, was there something particular that you were trying to figure out or were you just trying to make it, oh, this kind of sounds like it there could be good if I do something else with it. So you were just like, oh yeah, this sounds better now. This sounds kind of like something that, you know, is passable to play in front of someone. Or was it yeah. just like, okay, I heard this done. So let's try and do this. Mm-hmm. It would be, um, it's obviously evolved over the course, courses of like the years or whatever. But like at the start, what it would be is, I'd just be sitting there like strumming three chords or whatever. And when you're there for like an hour, kind of gets boring quickly. So I would just try, you know, putting mm-hmm. something, putting a slide in here, a hammer on here, maybe trying to like a little run here. But like now it's gotten to a stage where if I hear something in my head, I can replicate that on the guitar. So nowadays it's usually I'll like have a melody in my head and then I'll go find that on the guitar and try to reproduce it. Jesus Christ. I actually, I always think that's fucking unreal when you can bring something from your brain and put it on like, you know, a fucking physical object like a guitar or a piano or something like that. Mm, I, yeah. And I know, I know you could probably learn that, like from scratch, even if you had no interest, you could probably learn it if, if you gave it enough time, but to be able to sure. do it, yeah. you know, it's like anything. I actually was reading something the other day and it was, it said that, you know, there's a good enough body of evidence. I can't remember where I read it now. We've been somewhere shit like, but there's a good enough body of evidence to suggest that like, you know, any old Joe Soap could pick up any sport, no matter what it is. And within five years of professional, like training like a professional, you could be as good as a professional. And I, you know, you think about the amount of time that people put into things, but five years is not a long time when you think about, you know. No, no, yeah. And you kind of think of the things like, oh, well, I'd never be suited as a runner, you know, or something like, you know, I feel like, you know, my big Yeah, I've got that leg. stupid run, my legs kick out when I run. <laughs> yeah, but like with the right training and the right amount of time, you'd probably get fucking near on good. Now, you might never be as pacey as them, but you'd be a lot better than fucking most of the population, like with a lot of training, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think you can be above average, obviously, like there's the, those sports that like you have to have the body for them as well. Like, you know, high jump or, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. uh, swimming. 
but if you put enough time into anything, man, you'll you'll reap the rewards. Do you know, mm. it's just nobody wants to be shit at something is the problem. Do you know what I mean? No one wants to sit there with a, with a guitar or a lot of people, sorry, not everyone, but like and sound bad mm-hmm. for three years before you can get to like that stage. You know, people want instant gratification and that's not the way it works. But like that's where the passion comes into it then, yeah. you know, because if you want to get truly good at something, it's hard work and passion. Yeah, playing the waiting game is hard, isn't it? Like when you're waiting to get good. And yeah. it's, it's not like, you know, you buy a guitar and you do it an hour. Well, I suppose actually an hour a day is a good long time to spend at anything. You know, if you read a book for, or if you read about a topic for 365 days for an hour a day, you're going to be fucking fairly well up on that topic. So if you do that with guitar sure. or you do it with podcasts, you do it with anything, 365 hours is a long time to spend doing anything. Mm-hmm. after a year you're getting very very good at whatever you've been doing for a year like you know yeah what do they say a thousand hours so that's like two and a half two and a half three years two and a half three years and the thing is if you're starting like you know after your first month or two of doing anything you're kind of getting into the rhythm of it anyway you're not you're getting the bug you're, yeah you're not you're not elite at it or you're not good at it but you're getting into the habit of you know enjoying it a bit more because you're getting better at it at a small bit and you can see kind of results as well you know which is kind of a big thing even small wins it's fucking, you know. Exactly, man. Yeah. yeah. You gotta you gotta fucking take the, the small victories and not be too harsh on yourself. Speaking of waiting, actually, I'm waiting on a couple of weed plants out the back to to kick in there for the end of summer. <laughs> Are you Jesus? It's All... like uh, it's giving me a little bit of a routine every day because they're such high maintenance, man. You know, yeah. it's like having three girlfriends out the back. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus so I have this Christ. little are you serious? You go out and say hello to them every morning. Sit down, yeah, with them, yeah, lay yeah. down. How are you doing? And <laughs> <laughs> them positive vibes, man. Yeah, whisper sweet nothings in their ear. Yeah, jeez, pillow talk. <laughs> so is that is that your kind of fucking your zen moment? Is there with, with your weed plants and in your fucking your rock star by by night time? Yeah, yeah, we talk about a rock star by night. But the funny thing, man, is I don't even smoke anymore. I haven't smoked in like three years, so I don't know. I don't know why I'm growing them, to be honest. Plants, but, uh, plants, boy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's more just kind of to do something every day. Yeah, that little and bit of routine. So, are you are you playing gigs on Saturdays and Sunday evenings and shit like that above? And I, I presume you're still in Donegal, are you? Still in Donegal at the minute. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the case is now, I just released that EP, man. So obviously I did everything myself. So in the meantime, I've been like trying to find like a band to put together so I can do gigs. So I have like a couple friends and we're going to play like the local theater in town on the mm-hmm. 6th of August. Um, it's called Ghost Light Sessions. Um, so that'll be like my first, my first proper gig in front of a crowd up on a stage and everything. So Obviously, a little bit nervous for it, but um, we had like our first practice uh there last week, and like it's a weird thing like hearing your songs like through a full band setting for mm-hmm. the first time and singing and all that stuff. But at the end of it, um, I was genuinely excited for the gig, man. Now it's it sounded good. Yeah, it's uh, and it's yeah, sweet. it's. Do you know what? It's kind of um, no, it's it's nothing similar to what. Well, I suppose it is a bit similar, you know, when you're getting a finished product, but. You know, when you're kind of, when you release the, when I release the podcast first, you know, it's like the, uh, and then you're yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, people are listening to it. Like, you know, you're starting mm-hmm. to see the views. You forget up. that part too. Like, yeah, yeah like, but, it's, uh, but I actually, you know, I kind of find that's kind of dangerous enough because you kind of, you're really basing your happiness or your, your kind of like, you know, 
self kind of you know i suppose the way you worth look back or whatever self-worth mm-hmm. on how many people listen to your podcast yeah and, and that's not always the case man not the case at all you know yeah. it's sometimes you just need like somebody to give you a little push or you need to be put on the right playlist or mm-hmm. you know showing in the right light and uh, a good example of this is i don't know if you know him do you know uh mark uh rebe i think that's his name uh what he's he like he do, he's the guy that does the fucking DJing in like a, a bathrobe, like a, on a loop station in his house. Um, I can't picture him right now. But he he's I would check. Oh, him actually, out, hold he's... on, let me lie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I know your man. <laughs> so basically, man, uh, there's a video he put up there last night of him playing this huge festival, sold out crowd, and like a, a year or two ago. And his his live gig is just him fucking around for an hour. He literally just mm. makes it up on the spot and like makes beats out of it. But like a year or two before, you can literally see videos of him on YouTube with like five thousand subscribers, like playing in a restaurant, yeah, like doing the same thing. Do you know? That's over the course of COVID. That's what gave him his boost. I tell you what, COVID kind of fucking kicked a lot of people's asses into gear, didn't it? A bit like you know, for sure, so, yeah, you, yeah. You had so much time to kind of like just sit back and kind of you know. I suppose, figure out what you really want, you know, and I actually remember one of the reasons I started the podcast was, you know, I like listening to Joe Rogan and all these other guys, you know, that are, have big podcasts. But I also remember when I was kind of young enough, I always kind of thought in my head, watching the Late Late Show, not that I wanted to, you know, I kind of said, oh God, you know, that would be great to have a talk show because I was like, I'm not going to be like, I wouldn't be a good actor or I wouldn't be a good singer. Hold on there, Jay, two seconds. No worries, no worries. But uh, but going back to what you said, man, like you you always had that that natural ability to have a good conversation with mm. with anyone. Like the whole time I've known you, you kind of instantly make people feel comfortable, which is a which is a good trait. Like not a lot of people have it. Yeah, there was there was always that thing inside me. I was like, yeah, Jesus Christ, you know, having a talk show. That's kind of fucking a good thing to have. And then I was like, you know, because in the back of your mind. With that sort of a thing, you know, on TV, you kind of have to, you know, really put into work and, you know, I don't know, go to RT and Virgin and all these fucking places and actually ask for a spot and do internships and shit like this. And next thing, podcasting just kind of came out of the blue. And it was just like, you know, oh, my God, there's something here that I can actually do for my fucking bedroom, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And podcasting is cool as well, man, because like a lot of things on TV are scripted. You know, everyone's watching what they're saying and it's kind of all planned out where people people like like authenticity, especially nowadays, because there's less of it. Mm-hmm. So which is why like the podcast thing is is cool. And yeah, COVID, man. COVID. I was actually a milkman over COVID. You were a milkman. I was, I was well, a milkman you were an essential worker. Like that's actually like that's a great fucking kind of position to be in. At least you, at least you had something to keep you going during the day. Like, you know. It was grand, man. Yeah, it was like Monday to Saturday. And like the warehouse I was working was like five minutes up the road. So I oh. definitely wouldn't do it now. But like during COVID, it was fine. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because it kept me busy. Otherwise, I'd just start drinking, man. Yeah, you're probably lucky as well that you're fucking what you were probably up at like fucking four in the morning, finish at like one in the day or something, grand hours. Like it was the hours are shite, man. Shite. <laughs> so it, it changed, it changed every day, not that early, thankfully. But um, I would start at like 10 or 11, uh, usually finish at like seven, but then there'd be some nights that I'd be there at like half 10. Oh, fuck that. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, was, yeah, nah. it's literally just manual labor, man. I just like lifting stuff. 
all day and it was grand I got like I went to Spain then after and I kind of had that that ripped dad bod physique whereas now it's just it's gone all flabby again it's gone all flabby oh no man <laughs> I, I was picturing you with washboard abs to be honest yeah. Jay with the greatest respects it will be very weird I can see you you know absolutely shredded big muscles and stuff I, I, I don't never, have the persona I never see you as that like no <laughs> nah I think the musician the musician body with Sucha skinny mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business up front party in the back, like <laughs> yeah, back to the <laughs> Um, what was I gonna say there? Fucking, I had another question for you about something. Oh yeah. So when did you kind of start um writing your own bits? Are you still kind of writing your own bits, or are you putting together more shit or what? I pretty much have a second EP finished. Um, but I'm I'm gonna hold off on that for a while. I'd say just to kind of um spread everything out a bit like it makes no mm. sense releasing two eps in in two months but um i guess it started dave um like obviously over covid and that i was just genuinely like i was acquiring like more bits of gear mm-hmm. uh and just getting little bits here and there and then eventually got to a stage where i was like i literally have like enough to set up a little studio for myself uh so i just set up like a small little thing in the garage like has all the necessities bass guitars mics um like keyboards and things to get there and I, I would just kind of mess around not taking it that serious making like songs no never any singing but actually what it was is I was visiting Cork this year in February and I was in I was in a bar and I was just looking at these guys playing and they're they're pretty good but I was like I could I could do this easily. Yeah, yeah. And I had I had been on the beer for like a week, two straight at that time. And I was like, I just was like, do you know what? When I go back, I'm going to make an EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, had no plans to release it, do anything like that there. I was just like, I'm just going to make songs and see how they turn out. And originally I wrote the songs to be sung by other people. Cause I like, I, I'm not a, I've never been a singer. I've never like sang songs ever. Mm-hmm um but like trying to get hold of musicians and getting things organized it was just a pain in the ass like uh, i would ask people to come out and then they'd be busy doing other things and like i've never released songs so obviously people aren't going to come out and sing my songs because i've got mm-hmm. nothing out there you know to, <clears throat> to take note of so i was like you know what i'm just gonna sing it myself mm-hmm. and still learning I, I would say the singing is the thing that i find most difficult for sure but like even now singing the songs that i had written a couple of months ago I was like, wow, I can sing them so much better now than I could at the time of recording. Or oh, even even when you recorded them, you reckon you do a better job of them now? Like, yeah, yeah. But if even like when I was releasing it, I was like, there's a mistake here, mistake here. Like, same as you were saying about the podcast earlier, like things that other people wouldn't notice. Like, I know every single mistake in those songs, and it just it hurts. It hurts me. Yeah. But I think you have to get to a stage where you're like, you know what? It's never going to be perfect. Let me just put it out there. And it's funny because like the things that were mistakes, people have like gotten back to me in the pub and been like, I love the way you did that there. And I was like, oh, cheers, man. It's actually yeah, very a good. mistake. <laughs> yeah, geez. I remember watching a documentary. You might have actually seen it on Netflix, The Defiant Ones. It's about Dr. Dre and NWA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or no, it's actually just about Dr. Dre and fucking him teaming up with Jimmy Iovine, your man from, I think he was Fleetwood Max manager or something like that. Fancy Jones now? No, it was it was it was Jimmy Ivan. He was actually, I think, he used to work with. Um, 
I think he might have been a sound engineer at first, but he kind of fucking like conned his way and I don't think he was good at anything. He just pretended like, you know, fake it till you make it. Fake it till and, you make it, yeah. And sure he ended up fucking working becoming really close to Dr. Dre anyway. And you know, it's kind of the Apple Beats or the Dr. Dre Beats were kind of like the brainchild of the two of their work, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember they were talking about I think it was Bruce Springsteen. They were on about like that he would literally be like you know stuck on one part of the song you know for like weeks on end like as in like just and he would get everyone in the studio to just play that part like you know like for weeks and and they'd be like so fucking sick of him like and he'd stay up like all over and he was just so into like the perfection that he'd just keep going keep going until he'd get Mm -hmm. it like yeah yeah like that to me just like would drive me mad. Like even trying to do it myself, I'd just be like, yeah, fuck it. Just fucking fuck it, send yeah. it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have the patience to fucking edit and stuff like that. That's why in a couple of months time, like if I if I can, you know, make enough money to get someone to fucking, you know, post all the videos on YouTube and stuff. I'm just too lazy to do it myself, to be honest. If I can get enough money together to actually pay like a social media person to to and a lot of that stuff, yeah. YouTube yeah. and do kind of TikTok and stuff. Do you want to enjoy doing it too, Dave? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I feel like if you don't enjoy doing that part of us, you, you'll make yourself sick of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that was kind of, yeah. Like, I, I never, I'd never enjoyed even listening back over. I kind of, do you know what? I just enjoyed the chat. Maybe I should go back to just face calling people or something, face timing people. Um, because it's the chat I like. I don't like editing or anything like that, you know. But yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it comes with the territory. You kind of have to do it. Jay, question to ask. I got a question to ask, man. Um, the jujitsu. How did you? How did you start getting into that? Um, I got into that because <clears throat> when I moved up here to Galway, I was like, okay, there's a couple of things I want to start now. You know, I'm kind of like moving back out of home again. I kind of need to kind of, I suppose, have a couple of pillars in my life that I kind of want to want to kind of you know stick at <laughs> not too many i stuck at but uh so the jujitsu was one you know i suppose half of it was kind of listening because i listened to joe rogan a good bit at the time i haven't listened to him as much anymore and you know he'd always be on about jujitsu so i was like you know i'm not fucking gonna start football or hurling or anything like that again you know i'm kind of gone past yeah. that um yeah. and i was like you know swimming and so like i exercise most days but i was like i kind of want something where i'm going to meet people or you know kind of test myself I suppose. social interaction social interactions i was like do you know what it, i was actually gonna start archery i wanted to do something strange you know something that you know that is strange but i fucking agree man i think archery is class like yeah so i was like i also like think it's such a cool sport like you know it's mm-hmm. like fucking banging a target from a couple of couple yeah, of yeah yeah you really have to meditate to you before you fire the arrow like yeah, there's, it's a whole process hold the breath or whatever they do burrito slowly but um yeah so i look i just wanted to do something strange yeah and yeah. i was like jujitsu is a bit no sorry jujitsu is not a bit more strange what happened was i emailed a club a jujitsu club up here and i emailed the archery club up here and the archery club said that they weren't taking on anyone new because it was still kind of at the end of COVID. So they were still dealing with restrictions and things. And the jujitsu club said in October, they were going to start up classes again for beginners. So I was like, Oh fuck it. This is my chance. You know? Mm. Um, So it wasn't picking one over the other. It was just the fact that this crowd started before. So, yeah. um, 
so I started the jujitsu and I actually fucking stopped the jujitsu when I finished my exams and I just haven't gone back to it since because I've just been fucking again my focus has been all over the place but I'm gonna go yeah. back to it there now in the next couple of weeks again um did you, you know find what? that it was uh like that it was sorry for interrupting no, did you find fine. it was good for your for your confidence and things like that there do you know because not that like you would use it for fighting anyway but then if someone was to start on you or whatever you just put them in an anaconda choke <laughs> um, no i don't like not really that i suppose no not really like sure i've never really gotten in a fight anyway so i don't really kind of think about it in kind of you know as a kind of a self-defense although do you know what i did kind of you know you'd be listening to the news and you'd be like hearing about all these people getting beat up or stabbed or something you're like yeah Jesus, i kind yeah. of do need something to just in case like yeah just to you know feel a bit more safe and confident in my own abilities if something happened to me or someone that i was with that you know you could sort them out some way like yeah but it, it's a it's such a kind of a funny thing you know like because i I don't know what jujitsu would be the first one you'd start doing on someone on the street, you know, they try to knock you out. Yeah, all the boys jump in and just start hitting you in the back of the head. They're me doing a triangle choke on someone <laughs> on the ground. Like you, you know, it's not exactly the first thing you think about doing. It's more like a, a hit and run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them to stay still while you get your leg over his neck. Yeah, hold on, I'm only a white belt. <laughs> Stop moving. Yeah, so I actually, do you know what it does, Jace? It actually kind of brings you a bit down to earth, to be honest, because... Humbles, yeah. Humbles, yeah, because there was guys smaller than me, you know, that you'd be sparring with, like, and they'd be just tapping you out after a second. You also realize how close you can be, or you can be killed when you're fighting to someone, you know, like, because yeah. genuinely when you're fighting someone, because we, we do rolling, like, you know, at for about 25 minutes at the end of the class, and this starts at week one, like, you're just put there and you're rolling. Rolling in the someone. deep end. Yeah. And you're you could be fighting a black belt or anything like so. And they're to be fair, they're they're kind of toying with you, but it's the in-between belts, you know, like the blue belts and stuff like that. Like mm. they they kind of prefer like showing you that you're kind of you know below them, whereas the black belts are like toying with you, they're like letting you get into yeah, got nothing moves. to prove. Yeah. But like you do realize how close you are to being killed if you if you really if someone wanted to kill you mm. and that and that could kill you, they could kill mm -hmm. you in two seconds. You know, like yeah. Because even when we're like, they're putting you into like positions or they're showing you positions and especially things around the neck, they're like, you know, or, you know, there's just parts of your neck you can press there and you're knocked out within a couple of seconds. And I presume if you hold them any longer than that, you're on a one way trip to six foot under, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. I think it's, it's like a, it's a man thing too. Or I find myself, it's like a thing, an ego or pride. Like, you know, uh, you know, something happens, like uh, I'd be able to do something. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to say that something's going to be very impressive, but I'd be able to hold my own. And then obviously you're thrown in, into a situation with boys like that. And as you say, it humbles you, lets you know, mm. you know, you're a wee bitch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And especially, you know, for, for me, like I'm six foot three, you know, and I would have just presumed, again, just presumed because I'm tall, you know, maybe people won't mess with me. But like, you know, I don't think you can look at someone and fucking tell that they're, you know, what they can do at all. Because I tell you what, when you walk into that jujitsu class and you look at them, you're like, you're looking like there is no deadly motherfucker in this room at all. Some of them look mm -hmm. like fucking nerds. Some of them, <laughs> some of them look like businessmen. And you just, mm -hmm. it's taught me that when you walk down the street, you can't tell what someone's able to do to you. Like, you know, as well, because yeah. I remember the instructor guy that we had for a couple of weeks. I was always thinking, I was like, God, he doesn't look one bit dangerous. Like, sparred with him for like two seconds. He choked me out like fucking four or five times in Jesus. 
in a couple of minutes and then he walked into the shop that I was working at one weekend and I was just looking at him and playing clothes I was like I swear to god I would not like to be the man that would just like say the wrong words to you in a bar and not realize that you're fucking this badass that could fucking kill you like yeah yeah quite genuinely kill him like you know if he wanted to mm-hmm. so yeah that was kind that, of like the people who can genuinely kill you too though as you say like they've got nothing to prove they're they're the boys that are willing to back down from a situation obviously not if it gets physical but more often than not those guys with nothing to prove that can actually beat you up kind of avoid those situations yeah and they'll they'll also like let it get to a point where like they're in extreme danger before they have to act so you know whereas myself or you you know if someone was starting on us in a bar you be like okay i need to quieten this fella now before he gets too rowdy and he you know it becomes yeah. a bit bigger than what it is whereas he like you know i feel like if you're a couple of or you know a couple more months down the line in jiu-jitsu or you know a couple more belts you know down the line you can let things you know escalate a bit further before you have to do anything to stop the situation because you know you know you can just fuck them up as well at the same time. yeah 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 no like I, I said you know it's it's not like you know i presume maybe if you're standing in a bar or something and someone starts throwing shit at you maybe kickboxing or boxing is the kind of one to have Man, I actually have a good story about that. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and it happened in Galway too, outside Supermax, of course. Of course. Like, uh, where, where the Madison the Square fights. Garden of Galway. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, so there was this, uh, I'll not mention any names, but one of, uh, one of our friends from town, we were just like coming back after a night out, me and my friend, um, actually I will say his name, uh, Larkin. And... A lad who we knew from the town, do you know yourself when you're in Galway, like you become kind of more clicky, like mm-hmm. if you see someone from your town and he was getting hassled, he was getting, this guy was just trying to start a fight with him for whatever reason and uh, just being a, a, a dick or whatever. And my friend Larkin ran in, started hitting him or whatever. And obviously your man had a friend with him um, and I'm not going to leave Larkin hanging. So I come bouncing in. And I look at the friend, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just I, I just knew I was going to get beat up. Like He was about your height, you know, tall, yeah, skinny. Yeah. And he instantly uh, took up a karate stance. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so going to have the Bruce Lee's ass. I ran into a couple of windmills, maybe like four windmills. And a senior man, this all happened in slow motion for me. And it was actually really impressive. Uh, he stepped back and did a jump and switch kick. And hit me in the chin. No, and I remember my head like bouncing back and going, "That was fucking unreal." Yeah, um, yeah. Then he, he popped me two more times, and he didn't drop me or anything. But there's levels to it, like you know, because I'll go on and I'll throw a few punches, but there's there's not a lot of you can see he was properly thinking. Yeah, about he knew every move, game you know? of chess for him, like you know, I was yeah, like, yeah. Let or this was I just for my life, man. <laughs> yeah. It is, you know what? Like fighting actually is kind of like a game of chess, and it's like. <clears throat> depending on how good you can kind of see what's about to unfold like yeah. you know and i think that's what like to, to be honest i think that's in jujitsu that's basically what the belts are it's like your anticipation of what what's, what's about coming. to happen and i think mm. you know like because yeah yeah it's the reading of the situation and kind of setting traps for people because you know it's easy to fool a white belt but you know again it's it's just spending time time at it like you know the more hours you put in the better you the better you start to see patterns and things and you know like because we we actually trained twice a week and you'd notice yourself it was the monday and wednesday night you'd train for an hour 
and you'd know on the Wednesday night that you'd actually like be able to pick out patterns a bit better but you're you know at the weekend mm-hmm. you forget about everything but you know yeah. when you're kind of training more often and you're alert to it and you're kind of thinking about especially then when you're training with like you know white belts or you're sparring with them you know what they know so you know what they're going for when they're about to do something because we've all been yeah. taught at the same steps mm-hmm. so like you know it was it was quite interesting to see how people would lay up to the moves you know and you'd kind kind of try and anticipate what they're going to do mm-hmm. and often i found myself like just going like um i suppose i had a bit more confidence in myself because i was bigger than people so i could kind of use my strength a bit more whereas the smaller guys they would kind of i suppose have to be a lot more skillful you know so i would kind of by the end of it, or kind of, you know, I would kind of like let myself get into bad situations to see if I could get out of them. When I was sparring right, a white yeah. belt, I wouldn't do that with, you know, a different yeah. belt. Because you want to mm-hmm. see how you're going to, especially getting into chokes and stuff like that. I remember actually like letting myself, not letting myself get tapped out, but putting myself into the situation where I was going to be choked. Just to get comfortable with it. Just to get comfortable and to know where my limit is. How long can I hold on for? Because, like, you know, you're stupid if you're holding on for too long because you may as well just tap out and not get choked out. You know, it's it's just you're kind of, you're fucking measuring dicks if you're not going to just tap out. It goes out. back to ego, man. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to sit there unconscious on the floor just to prove a point. Just to prove a point, I won't give up. Like, you're in a jujitsu I'll happily class, give up. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the thing, like, you know, and you can be fucking a bit ballsy there as well when you're on ankle locks and things like this, and you're going to just fucking break a bone or a tendon, like, so you may as well just tap out, like, and to be fair, a lot of people use their fucking, their brain a bit as well when they're doing the whole, like, they won't push the fucking, you know, leg locks or anything like that too far because they know what will happen. And, you know, it's only a fucking training session at the end of the day, so you're not going yeah. going out to really inflict pain on someone so i suppose there is that little aspect of kind of holding back a bit i've never done a competition or anything so i presume it'd be a different story in that kind of setting you know you probably would be going out a bit a bit rougher and kind of i suppose a bit more with intent mm-hmm. but like I, I don't know i see i see videos all right on the internet of like lads that are literally just going out there to fucking school people you know i'm off somebody like yeah 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 so but i don't think that's in kind of best nature of the actual sport itself like you know it's kind yeah, of yeah you'll always get like people like that man who you know assholes you get assholes no matter what the activity mm. are you still skating jess i haven't um i haven't skated now since last summer um when i was living out in spain obviously the weather's the weather's a lot nicer over there so i was doing a bit but um no some um some dutch fella snapped my board in half um out in, out in spain uh not intentionally he was just doing a trick and, <laughs> yeah missed of yeah, course no stance and, was taken up by the skateboarder <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he snapped it in half so i just haven't bothered buying a new one since um i'll go three phases of it with for me man skating is like something that i i enjoy doing if there's a couple of lads around doing mm-hmm. it when i'm back home no one does it back here so you know you'd be a bit lonely just rolling about by yourself yeah, yeah, I don't see yeah. the point in it. Is it is it is it something that you'd stay doing for hours, or is it something like, oh fuck it, I just want to go skate there for fifteen minutes and then just come back and you know go at it again? Because you know at skate parks you see just people sitting by the edge for the majority of the time, and then they might just fucking hop in the the actual ring for a while or whatever you call it. Um, I, what I liked about it in in Cork would be like 
kind of pre pre drinks. You know, you just go for a skate, maybe bring like a four pack of Kerpaki with you. Because uh, usually, like the people in the skate skate scene, they're all from different backgrounds, and they're they're usually quite open, like very mm. chill. You know, so you'd sit there, skate for a little while, smoke a rollie with the lads, have a have a few beers, and um, no, it's it's just good vibes, man. It's just good vibes. But um, haven't been doing it that much recently. Um, which I must see you're a college because of skating too. Do you remember that? Do it. When I went to Patrick's Hall on the skateboard. I was going to ask you about it, yeah, and you started fucking going daft for a couple of months after, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, properly, yeah. like badly concussed. Fucking for a few man. months after but yeah i remember you went off all fucking negative substances for a while as well didn't you <clears throat> for a little while for a little while yeah yeah well That's we call them of... negative like we're not sure how negative they are like you know, uh, maybe, yeah, in, maybe, maybe in the wrong hands <laughs> <laughs> exactly you got your you got your three bitches outside the front door they're growing away like so they can't be that fast no it's all right yeah that was a uh, that was a uh... An interesting day for sure. Just the whole the whole situation in general is just so stupid, man. Do you know what I mean? Just how it happened. Uh, that was fucking crazy. Like I remember, I remember watching that video. I like the second you started going, I was like, "Oh, you know my was coming." Fuck! I was like, <laughs> I would barely walk down that hill because my feet would be, you know, slapping the ground would be so fucking sore. But I was like, "This fucking cunt is going down as." on a skateboard and next thing just the slight wobble started and i was like oh fuck you're uh, what's that wobble starts man there's you're you're just landed on your face really that's the only that is an that actual real life speed or speed wobble <laughs> except, except you didn't bring it back didn't, didn't bring it back man no i kind of knew I, I knew about halfway down the hill that you know i was gonna i was gonna fall you know so i, I just tried to do it in the best way possible and i, I actually fell quite well considering the speed didn't you G. land on your feet you like bounced off the ground and landed on your feet again if i remember the video right is that yeah yeah it yeah i kind of rolled to the man. i rolled to the impact and landed on my feet but unfortunately i kind of made contact with my face first <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was just, that was probably the most unfortunate part of that like <laughs> yeah i was so badly concussed after it man I don't know if you've ever had this, but like I hit this side of my head so hard that this eye was also bruised. You know, like both my eyes were bruised. Oh, you probably had some sort of fractured skull, did you? Did you get a uh, scan? No, I didn't. actually didn't get a scan, man. No, normally, when you're, normally, if you hit your head and you get two black eyes, it's a sign of a fractured skull. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's, that's what I heard before anyway. Because, you know, like if, if you see, like it's very rare that you see someone with two black eyes. But, like, even if you hit the back of your head, you can get two black eyes. It's a sign of, like, a fractured skull. Like, you don't even have to hit it near the eyes, like, apparently. Mm -hmm. Now, that might be just something that I've heard that's not untrue, but I'm I'm fairly certain that that's kind of like a telltale sign that you have some sort of fracture or something. But I'm sure the fucking doctors would have said something to you. To Surely, be yeah, yeah. No, I just walked in there and they stitched me up. They didn't scan me or do anything like that. But uh, I'm not sure why, because even in the emergency room, I was pretty out of it. Because like I walked over to the hospital after, and I'd be I was in the reception, and your mom would you know ask me my name, blah blah blah. And after every question, I would forget where I was and like start walking off, and he'd have to call me back. Jesus Christ, you were fairly shook there, Jess, for a couple of months after that as well, like weren't you? Mm, yeah, anything with a head, man. You know, it's um, you never know how it's gonna go down, but um, no, I needed a couple of months now after that for sure, like three, four months. But um, here it worked out all right. 
Yeah, yeah, you're fine now anyway. No last th- damage. That's <laughs> no last damage. That's I think too evident right now. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no damage that wasn't there before. No, 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 no. Should we all have a bit of brain damage? <laughs> <laughs> Some more than others. So you, then you went to um, when you finished your milkman job, you went to Portugal, was it? Uh, I went to uh, a place called Estepona in Spain. Mm-hmm. And I had like saved up a little nest egg for myself. Didn't even bother working out there, man. I just lived there for four months, drinking pina coladas on the beach. You probably Soaking could have fucking through the COVID thing, could you? I tried to. Uh, I don't know if I should be saying this. Uh, <laughs> Come on. <but> I, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to, but they actually wouldn't give it to me, man. Ah, uh, fair enough. The fuckers. But then like I knew so many people in Spain. There was this one Spanish guy who worked in a bar in Dublin for two weeks. And he was getting the pop, like he was, he was just out in Spain, like drawing it. So it didn't I, make a lot of sense to me. I kind of shafted myself there as well, like, because I actually had, before COVID actually kind of started properly, I'd kind of handed in my notice um, at the job that I was in. Because mm-hmm. I kind of, fucking, I was planning on going into really and then going to Canada. And then, sure, fucking COVID hit. And I was like, bollocks, I've handed in my notice now. So I was without a job for a couple of weeks. But... I remember when the pop started, like they made it clear, like, you know, only if you've been let off over COVID circumstances, can you claim the pop. So I was like, oh, fuck, sure, I can't get that. I'm going to have to fucking draw the dole, you know, instead. Yeah. So I was put on fucking, I don't know. I wasn't on it for long anyway. I was only on it for like six or seven weeks, I'd say. But mm-hmm. like, I was on 120 quid a week or something. I was like, Is that all they were giving and there's bastards there getting 350 for working part-time jobs and shit like that it's scandalous isn't it man it actually made no sense like how they were just like literally throwing money at people and then you know if you're getting the dole or whatever they're they're shafting you yeah um but what was i gonna say what's your your long-term plans there are you gonna stay in ireland or are you still thinking about moving to canada no i'd still want to get out of here after a while if like fiona has uh I suppose the bones of a year or two left in her PhD, like, and so I kind of made it a deal, like, that when she's finished, we can fuck off. So that's why I'm kind of not overly pushed what I do for the next two years, like, whether I go back and do this master's or, you know, what what I kind of do, you know, I'm kind of open enough for the next two years, you know, I'm kind of just biding my time here. Um, yeah. So, but I don't like, you know, even when I go to these countries, I don't really have a plan either, you know, I don't know what I want to do over there. Or, I'm still kind of as it comes. Yeah, kind of just I'm kind of in limbo at the moment, but I'm like I'm kind of enjoying it as well. You know, it's kind of yeah, yeah. No, I'm the same, man. I'm the same because I think like ultimately I'm gonna move away as well. But at the minute, I'm I'm actually enjoying being at home. Don't get me wrong; it's kind of quiet Mm. um, around here. But like I do, I like the older you get, the more you appreciate what you have to you know Mm. spending time with a family and that. But we actually started like a, a music collective um, here in town, just kind of local local bands um, mm. about two months ago. Um, because there's there's not much of, of like a, a, a music scene here in the sense that there's like independent people like actually setting up gigs and little festivals. And we set up our, our first uh, festival uh, this coming weekend now uh, in a bar in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's called Snugfest. So we have like three bands on a Saturday, three bands on a Sunday, and we're going to run it. It's like a proper music night. 
just to get to give like the young people about the town too, you know, mm. something to do, something to go to, because it's a very Irish thing to to want to move away, and everyone ends up moving away, and you're kind of left with nothing. Mm-hmm. So my like our plan is well for me anyway. What I want to do is stick around for a couple of months, try get a like a little bit of a scene going here for the young people, the music people, and then probably move away after that. But like I'd like to say that I tried. Mm-hmm. you know to do something positive here first before just fucking off you know yeah that's definitely like um for for the towns in ireland like i think it's essential that like if there is you know i i know it's quite hard i suppose with more and more people heading off to universities and going to cities and things like that than probably ever before but like for the people that are staying in the towns or even coming back to them like it probably should be you know like that's probably something that people should look at doing because they're kind of dying like the small towns are definitely dying and young people don't want to be there anymore because it's not Mm -hmm. you know a a particularly fun place like even Mm -hmm. even Galway here I know the arts festival is on and look I'm not a big drinker anyway anymore I don't drink that often but you know there's massive crowds around this weekend but like apart from that and I know during the summer it's a nice place to come and things like that but apart from that like the, the west of Ireland is so underfunded with everything like you know and yeah yeah. I, I didn't notice it until I came up here like and I think you know not not shitting on Galway or anything unless you like fucking drinking and you know going out or you're here for a weekend there's not much else for you to do you know like yeah outside of that kind of activities like you know there's not much to do here it's just a bit underfunded in terms of like activity. you should come to Donegal man fuck me we got we got nice features yeah we got nice features for sure we don't even have any trains in Donegal you know that I didn't know that but then again either does uh West Cork in the direction that I'm from so okay. where are you from again is it Dunmanway I'm, I'm from yeah well I went to school in Dunmanway but I'm from kind of like a country parish next to Kilmichael but um, yeah. like there used to be a fucking train station or train trainway there hundreds of years back like but not anymore. Bad sign, isn't it? When there's when there was more uh, public transport. Yeah, there was more public transport years ago. <laughs> a century ago, like yeah, before we were probably even a country or a nation. <laughs> oh Jesus it, Christ! Man? I'm telling you. Right, yeah, Galway, Galway. The the point you make about Galway is interesting. Like if you're, as you say, if you're drinking, it's a great place. But like that's that's what Galway is like. It's just hippies and alcoholics, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's very artsy, very bohemian yeah. type city, isn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah but it, it it does it well it does it well but you know like it's good for young people as well to go out you know in Galway but I think even now I, I was talking to one of the people that I worked with there before I don't even know if there's a nightclub there's one nightclub running left running and I was like Jesus Christ for a city like Is that, that all yeah that's scandalous like yeah I was like that's very bad like even though you know I kind of nearly prefer if I was going out anyway I prefer a late bar with a bit of music in it anyway you know, 100%. I, yeah. I don't yeah. really see the big draw to fucking place where you can't talk to anyone and you're going to... You well, know. that's it. I never understood the, the buzz around nightclubs because it's, it's kind of... If you want to poll, fair enough. Like, But like even like when you're trying to poll somebody and they're, you're you're not even talking to them, you're just kind of going up and like gyrating next to them for a while. And then, <laughs> yeah, you know, you might like, go... It's like notions. It's just yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't understand the setting. And nightclubs too, just... It's like a magnet for assholes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a magnet for idiots. Yeah, yeah. yeah You're always cool. like 20 minutes. I don't know whether I just have a face that like doesn't deserve to be served at the bar, but it always takes me like 20 minutes to get a drink in a nightclub. 
<laughs> yeah, someone just looking at you. Don't give that cunt a fucking drink. Cheney, he's looking fella. Yeah, Jesus, he's had a bit too much to smoke this evening. Nope, if you see him sober, he looks like that too. Yeah, yeah, it takes people a while to figure that out, like, because the amount of times that people think that I'm absolutely whacked, I was like, no, nah, that's just my face, man. Sorry. Yeah, I used to think that you were whacked all the time too. Then I realized that you kind of are whacked about 70% of the time. But uh, so then not I was all like, the time. yeah, not all the time. But then I was like, I think he might be sober now. I'm not entirely sure. But sure, even if you were whacked the night before and you weren't whacked in the morning, you would still feel whacked. You know, mm. you wake up all groggy and shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah, actually. Come in. But then again, when I'm tired, I have the fucking slanty eyes as well. Like I can barely see out through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you still living in Galway then now at the moment? Yeah, I'm living in Ornmore. Do you know that place? Yeah, yeah, just outside. Mm. Yeah, we were kind of... Um, I actually kind of really like it here, though, because you're close to the feckin' seaside and there's nice parks and stuff around here. Mm. Like, that suits me way more than feckin' going into the city. If I was in the city, I'm just too close to pubs and spending too much money. Whereas out Do you here, find that, if, like, if you're in the city, you would find yourself, like, drinking a lot more? Because yeah, you, you did the same in Cork, too, didn't you? You lived at home for... I lived at home like the for last my final year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was just because I spent too much money on my J1. So I kind of. Right. Yeah. Sure, I was only at 35, 40 minutes drive away from the city anyway. So it wasn't that bad. No, it probably was better decision, to be honest, for my final year, you know, just to kind of try and bring up my grades some bit and actually pass a bit. But no, it's kind of, it's, it's nice living here, man. It's a nice area as well. Um. Mm-hmm. If I was living in the city, I'd definitely be more inclined to drink, even though there's pubs and stuff down here as well. Um, but, you know, I think I think as well, if I was kind of in the business of trying to make more friends and stuff like that and go out with people, the city would be better. But I'm kind of done with making new friends. <laughs> no more new friends for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get you get to that point. I'm a sour bastard now. <laughs> yeah, you just start becoming a decrepit old man. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like the worst friend you could ever have, man. I don't talk to my friends for years. Like, you know, I'm... <laughs> I'm like one yeah. of them with like extremely low maintenance. Well, in my eyes, I'm an extremely low maintenance person. I prefer to like just meet you after like a year of not seeing you and just I'm the same, same to you. Have yeah. the same conversation yeah. that you'd have with someone if you never I don't understand these these people that like need to be on their phones texting everybody every hour of every day. You know, because I I just couldn't talk to somebody like that because to be honest, Dave, I don't give a shit, you know, yeah. what you're doing today. Like, as long as you're keeping well and you know, then when you do meet up like we we are now, yeah, you can actually have a proper conversation. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. And like, I I don't, I would actually probably find it if I was around the same people too long anyway. It's dark to annoy me, so I'm better off just not fucking being around two people. I'm, I suppose I'm quite irritable that way. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, I'd be like, oh fuck off, man, just leave me alone. Type. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just... yeah. You enjoy your space, like oh, I'm the same too, man big time yeah i really like i i really do enjoy being by myself like it's probably you know one of my favorite things to do is just be at home here by myself like um because i didn't think you were like that at all but like i'm, I'm the exact same as well man like I, oh. I would need time to recharge the batteries you know i would find myself getting drained if i, I was like hanging out with people for a couple of days you know mm. yeah like like i've actually jesus christ this one is doing it too <laughs> i know it's time turns on I'm going to have to fucking um, edit out these little conversations there. But um, we'll finish up now in the next couple of minutes anyway. Yeah. 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 No. Um, I, yeah. I definitely like 
I really do enjoy being in a social situation. Like, and I, you know, I, I know I'm quite good and I'm like, you know, but I fucking way for my own company at the end of the day, you know. Like, it's nice I'm, at the time. Like, it's nice at the time if you're having, yeah. you know, a few drinks and meeting people, but you need the yin and the yang, isn't it? Like, if I, if I didn't get that time by myself beforehand, I'd be, I'd be irritable. Do you mm. know what I mean? In the night out, I just wouldn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. Jay, I want to ask you a question just about your songs there as well. So you have the, away, yeah. um, the way it goes, hella faded, boys no good, and when I come around. Please tell yeah. me what was the inspiration or motivation for any of them, or were they just kind of off the cuff sort of things? Every, every song is kind of different, right? But, um, sorry, I just adjust that camera a little. But um, the way it goes was... Just a collection of guitar riffs that I had like been playing for years. And, you know, I play each part of the song started separately. It kind of starts off as kind of almost like a, an oasis, kind of like, oh, here we go. Another one of these kinds of songs, mm -hmm. which was intentional. And then it changes as it goes on, becomes a bit more trippy, a bit more psychedelic. And the words, the words are just kind of random things in the moment i i don't like to overthink it i'll usually my process is i'll make the music first um put that in a pair of headphones and maybe go walk around the garden or up the road because i live in the country like mm -hmm. so then i'll just like listen to that for maybe half an hour an hour and just see what words naturally come out and do it that way but um there's a lot of vocal harmonies in that song as well and a lot of my songs actually i usually stack vocals Mm. um like four or five different vocals on top of one another um and that's partly for harmonies but partly because it goes back to the sound of my own voice so it's like oh if i throw enough voices in there it'll kind of <laughs> make it sound better <laughs> yeah yeah um boys no good was kind of almost like um it's just about the like something from a, a male perspective and a female perspective, like mm -hmm. the, the lad's a bit of an asshole, the girl's like looking for like true love. It's not really based on anything. It's like a very general scenario, like, you know, things you see in the pub uh, every night out, like, mm -hmm. um, and then Hella Faded was just a song that was a bit of crack. Um, I had made that chorus. That one and is I've, a bit different, actually, yeah, to the other three. It's, it's a little bit dancey, yeah, a little yeah. bit of a banger. Like, but I, I had that chorus for a couple of months, um, and it was just lying on my computer doing nothing. And my cousin, DK, he'd be, he'd be a rapper. like uh, He's from the north. He's from Straban. Mm -hmm. And we were just kind of hanging out in the house one day, and I was going through beats, um, and I played him that one. And then he just started rapping. And I was like, okay. Okay, we could do do something yeah, with us yeah. and then connect. Uh, who's my friend uh, Devin from New York? It was the same kind of thing. I sent him the verse of Dara Rap, and he's like, "Man, I'd love to like hop on that beat as well." So that's how it came about. I actually had a, a verse in it of me rapping as well, and Dave, <laughs> it sounded so terrible. I just I bet you it wasn't that bad, like after nah, you it probably was. Bad, just thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was no, no, I can I can be critical here. 
Uh, and like if it was good, I would tell you it was it wasn't that good at all. Um, rapping's it's harder than it looks, man. Just rapping is hard. Like you need to get your cadence and everything right. Like exactly, you know, yeah. yeah. Cadence is the right word, but uh, no, I would just be trying so hard to think of the next sentence that I would just fumble the the sentence I was supposed to be saying out. You know. Yeah, and it's hard. It depends on the type of rap you're going for as well. Like because I presume you were trying to rap quick enough. Like so, if you were stumbling over the words, like it wasn't like a poetry rap. You know, it was yeah, like yeah. A, they tried to breathe in between. <gasps> <laughs> Go you were going like, for fucking <laughs> bust the rhymes and what's that song you know where he raps really fast like you yeah, really understand yeah, the word yeah. he's saying okay, <laughs> i want to ask you as well jace about the accents um i actually really like your accent singing did you ever like listen to yourself singing and be like okay i kind of want to get my accent out of the song you know i kind of want to put on a neutral accent or is that something that you ever thought about um so the first time that um I sang in a song. I was like, right, I'm just going to cover an old song and see if I can actually sing. And I did uh, What a Wonderful World by mm-hmm. fucking Louis Armstrong. Is it Louis Armstrong? Um, and I was like singing the song the way he sang it. Do you know? So it sounded, um, it didn't sound genuine. Do you know what I mean? And I'd mm-hmm. sent it off to a few people and they're like, man, you know, you've got a, you've got a nice natural voice. So why not just use that? Mm-hmm. So that was important for me to like do from that point on then um i don't want it to be like overbearingly strong either to the point where you can't understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. but I, I definitely like the idea of singing in your natural voice i think we should all do that because people have a tendency to you know sound american or sound british when they sing and, and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but like at the end of the day we, if you are american or british like <laughs> yeah that's fine and like you know i I could make a song singing about, you know, bitches and glocks, but that's got no relevance to me. And I'd be lying to myself, you know, if I was <laughs> yeah. doing that. So, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I could yeah. only sing about the things that from my experiences and going forward, I definitely want to get like more experimental with my music, maybe like take the accent out of it a little bit, like make more dancey kind yeah. of songs, more R&B style things. But it will always be there to a certain degree because nobody else can sing in my voice, man. You know, I've got a, I've got a, sing what I can and offer what I can in terms of music, you know, and that's mm-hmm. important for me is just doing the things that I like and what I, what I think sounds good, you know, because there's, there's millions of people doing that other thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I actually, to be honest, I actually was listening and I was like, some of the songs I was like, yeah, the cooks, I can hear like kind of like the cooks type music coming out. And then I was like, the accent is very similar. It's not similar to the Jory Cinnamon's accent, but like, you know, it's, it's that strong in the song that it's like mm-hmm. that like and i was like you know they're like that's a very in vogue thing like at the moment anyway so i would like i was like you've got to stick with that like having the accent um yeah, and, yeah. and don't try mute it um yeah i suppose jay we'd better uh finish it up um do you want to tell people where to get your music on um spotify yeah sure um if you just look up jason Deary, the first ep is the love handle collection you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff with uh, just Jason Derry music. So uh, check it out if uh, it sounds like it could be your your kind of thing. I don't. How would you even describe it? It's kind of like indie, indie kind of folky, in, indie rock folk. stuff. Yeah, I'm. I I don't know what genre it falls into. It's. Do you know what? And I'll be perfectly honest with you. The more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Because when I first listened to it, because it's not the type of music I'd listen to. You know. Regularly. quite different too like yeah yeah and the first day i listened to it it was raining outside and i was mm-hmm. like i was kind of like standing outside it's like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 
and I was actually I flicked it on in the sun the other day while I was outside I was like Jesus Christ this is actually a lot better than when I first listened to it you know I was like actually getting into it. I was like it's it's fucking do you know what it's brilliant for if you're having a couple of bottles or cans with your friends outside having a barbecue or something like you know yeah, man, and that's my favorite thing to do so that's that's what I was aiming for you know I'm glad yeah. you liked it man it no, means a lot no and it's um I actually I think the more it grows in you, the better. Like I, I like music like that. There's a lot of artists that I'm kind of like, eh, when I listen to it first, and I'm like, that's fucking, that's a bop. Like that's a good. Takes song. a little like, while, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a good sign. Because you won't overplay it at the start, then you know. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I hate when you like a song too much at the start, and you're like, uh, repeat, repeat. Yeah, make yourself sick of it. Then. Yeah, and then you're like, very day later, like that. that was a shit song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jay, thanks very much for doing this, man. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. Eh? We'll, have to, it. we'll have to do it again. For sure. For sure. Let's yeah. do it again sometime down the line. <laughs>